All right. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the first and maybe last edition of the Could Be, uh, could be the Promo Music Roundtable. It's something we thought we would do to uh, kind of entertain and have a good time. First, let me introduce my co-host. I'm Bill Petrie. I'm president of Promo Corner. Uh, Jason Noakes is the founder and president of Promo Pulse right there. And David Schultz, who's vice president of supplier partnerships for Common Skew, so he wins the prize for the longest title. <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't thank our sponsor, which is Promo Show. It's the industry's first and only virtual trade show with over 100 suppliers exhibiting and over 500 distributors visiting daily. It's the best place to connect with industry peers, talk business, and foster relationships. Stop by promoshow.com today. Promo Show, the entire industry virtually. So the, the idea behind this show, and then we'll talk about this and then we'll get into our topic for today, is really just to have fun. We're all fit, tired of talking about how we cope about with working from home, how the virus has impacted our businesses. That's important stuff. But knowing Jason and David as well as I do, uh, I thought it'd be fun to talk about music. So we're all music lovers. Now, David and Jason are actually accomplished musicians. Um, <laughs> Dave, that you just, loosely. I, I very loosely. Now, David, you put out, uh, you have a recent album out with Iron Band, right? You play in a band uh, that does a lot of Iron Man triathlons, correct? I do. And yes, we did. We put out a new EP a week or two ago. And what's it called? Uh, it's called Back in Phuket. Okay, that's not Figure how you that pronounce. That's not how you pronounced it when that you told me. <laughs> um, but you can find that on iTunes, I believe. Correct, Spotify, iTunes. Yes, yes, your favorite uh, digital streaming services. Your favorite traditional streaming services. Yes, and absolutely. then Jason's also an accomplished guitar player. He has an entire channel on Spotify, um, and you do a lot of remixes and things like that. Correct, Jason. Correct. So, what's your latest remix, Jason? <laughs> latest, latest remix is Iron Band, but that's not out quite yet. It's out, but it's not quite right. Yeah. All right. Well, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. So I am not an accomplished musician. Now, I did play in some bands in college. I sang not very well, but I sang. But I'm, I, I made it my goal my 50th birthday. I turned 50 in November. I'm learning how to play guitar. Uh, not very well. I'm getting there. So a little grace for, for me. So like I said, we want to have a little fun just taking our conversations because what would happen is Jason, Dave, and I, the first day of Expo, we would spend an ungodly amount of time in the lounge at the Mandalay Bay watching the great band there. Yes. What's the name Excellent. of the band? I always forget the name of the band. The Limit. The Limit. Yeah, Vegas Limit. Yeah. Vegas Limit, the greatest uh, cover band on earth. Hopefully uh, they're watching right now. I hope so. That'd be great. So give me a free song credit. So what we thought we'd do is have a single topic each week. We'll start it off. It's going to be very loose. It's going to be very wheels off, which is good. We'd love suggestions. So if you've got a suggestions, let us know. First topic this week, though, is top five debut albums of all time. Genre really didn't matter. Um, and so I thought we'll start off with that. And I'll go ahead and start off with my number five, if I can go ahead and start. Go ahead. My number five top debut album of all time. I hope everybody's sitting down. The Mighty Van Halen. <laughs> I, hey, they're not number one. That should be impressive. Um, they were like that was like a bomb going off with everything going on at the time musically. You had the Eagles and John Denver who were very huge, and it completely revolutionized guitar playing for an entire generation. 
as just about every band emulated Ed's guitar playing, Eddie Van Halen's guitar uh, guitar style. Now, it also created way too many people trying to do hammer-ons at Guitar Center, but that's okay. There will be a glossary available after this podcast. That is correct. Does anyone disagree with Van Halen being on the list? <laughs> no, no, I do not. There, it's not my favorite. And, you know, so when I went through, not my favorite, not my favorite either. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, cause I have like 15 of these things. And so, uh, and Van Halen was on the list. So Van Halen won, of course. Yep. Um, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites cause it's not my, one of my favorite Van Halen. It is absolutely not one of my Van, favorite Van Halen albums either, but it's the best debut with the top five best debut. So Dave, what about you? Give me another debut album. They're number five. Yeah, I didn't have mine ranked. Um, That's okay. You know, my, I just had top five. I, uh, but yes, I had Van Halen on there, that first album. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what grade I was in, but I remember picking up a guitar, wanting to emulate that style of guitar playing. 30 years of playing guitar later, however many years it's been, I, I still yep. am oddly unsuccessful at that. But So yeah, that was on mine too. Um, for me, and it's, it's funny, somebody actually mentioned this on mm-hmm. – uh, on Facebook today when you posted about this for yeah. me, it was uh, REM's murmur. Yeah. I almost, they, they're, they're my honorable mention. Yeah. So I was in a cover band in high school and uh, we played a lot of songs off of that album. That was okay. one of mine. It was just something so different than anything else I had heard at the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Jason, what about Without you? the solo. So it was oh. also much easier for me to play in a band because there were no guitar solos. Yeah, there. Peter Buck's not, who's a guitarist for R.E.M., not known for his uh, solos at all. That's why it was perfect for me. So uh, the so these are supposed to be top five to me? Or yeah, top, top five to you. Order. Top five to you. And do they have, they don't, they're not in order. Not in order, so just pick mm-hmm. one. Well, I and I know pick five. You can just go through all five. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay, we got all night. Yeah, I think one of my favorite debuts is Rage Against the Machine. Mm -hmm. I think that I think that's their best album, and I just think that that um, and I'll ask this question a little later too. But I think that really kind of set off um, you know a whole different type of music. But that's um, and that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. I love that. What else do you have on there? Oh, I'll keep going. Okay. Yeah, why not? Well, Appetite for Destruction. I think that was amazing. Again, it was also completely different. Um, that was my number one, by the way. Number one is that for me, Appetite, just because it was so violent. Somebody commented about that on Facebook too, so it was on his as well. Okay, yeah, I think I think Appetite is is so violent given what was going on at the time. You had all the hair bands. It was very glitzy, very glossy. Poisons, all the white bands, uh, Great White, White Snake, White Lion. You know, so <laughs> all the white bands. Um, I love that album. Absolutely. Just so violent. And it was all like punk attitude and zero polish. Yeah. No, it was like, yeah, it took the, it took the sleaze of the LA and mixed it with the uh, angriness of punk. And yeah, it was perfect. No, I also have, um, God, I have a whole bunch of Led Zeppelin one. That's an amazing album. That, that- did not make my top five, but I thought very hard about that one. Um, a couple other that maybe they're not, uh, they're not necessarily super significant bands, but um, uh, the first Lincoln Park okay. kind of really ushered in that whole different genre. And that, that was different in its time. And then uh, again, I'm just kind of going through this list. How about um, 
How about Too Fast for Love? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Speaking of L.A. Sleaze, Motley Crue. Because that's, that's my favorite Motley Crue album. I just love that. So there's a few. Okay. Mind five. I'm going to add a couple. So I had uh, 10 from Pearl Jam. Yep. yep. That was a great debut. Um, it kind of took Grudge to a different level um, that Alice in Chains, as much as I love Alice in Chains, really just couldn't do. They, they struck more of a mainstream chord. I had Are You Experienced from Jimi Hendrix. Yep, I had that on there. Um, completely revolutionized guitar playing 10 years before or 11 years before Eddie Van Halen did it. Um, and then uh, here's, a, here's a shocker. I had Montrose on there, the, the first Montrose <laughs> album, because that actually legitimized American hard rock in the 70s because everything was uh, The Who and Led Zeppelin and The Stones, and there was no real American hard rock band until Montrose came along, and they set the tone for – Van Halen and a lot of the bands that came after him. What about Boston? That yeah. thing's so fun. That, that I mean, album was a lot in high school. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's my fave, but it's that, I mean, that thing's sold. Andrew Niesenhall just mentioned that one on Facebook as well. He also mentioned another one of the other ones I had. 1986. Yeah. Licensed to Ill. Yeah. That was kind of revolutionary at the it time. It was. No, no, no. It definitely was. It definitely was. People, you know, people that weren't used to listening to music quite like that, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Ramones, Danny Rosen just mentioned. Yeah, that was, sure. That was an honorable mention. Yeah. Um, honorable mention for me. What else? I had uh, Outlandos D'Amour from The Police on there. Yeah, that, that's a huge police fan. I thought that first album was fantastic. I want to throw out, challenges. Can I throw out my challenges. Yeah, throw some challenges. Let's go. Okay. So then we've touched on a lot of these. So, so in terms of guitar heroes, so you mentioned and you said it even earlier. So you have Hendrix, mm-hmm. and you have Van Halen one. So which mm-hmm. one actually, which one ushered in the guitar hero? Uh, I'd say Eddie Van Halen. I'd say Van Halen did. I think. Kendrick was so revolutionary for his time. I don't think people know what to knew what to do with it, but you didn't have a lot of people emulate him as much as, in terms of the sheer quantity of people. You know, Jimmy Page, a contemporary of, of Hendrix's, had his own style. Keith Richards, Jeff Beck, um, Eric Clapton—they all their own style. What I think Eddie's influence, and it can be for better or for worse. By the way, you could certainly argue it was not great. How many people? played like Eddie throughout the whole eighties. You know, they tried to play faster and do the high, high notes and, and really sound just like Eddie Van Halen. So I, I would say Eddie, what about you, Dave? Yeah, for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I always loved Hendrix. I, you know, it was a little bit before my time, but in looking back on it and looking at guitar players, being a guitar player, for sure. Eddie Van Halen was the one that like, ushered in a whole new era of guitar playing for me that I wanted to try and emulate. Yeah. As I mentioned, I, brought, I would agree too. I was completely yeah. floored the first time I heard Van Halen. And it wasn't actually Van Halen one, it's Van Halen two. I didn't hear yeah. Van Halen one when it came out. So. Yeah. So I heard on a bus to, to uh, Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> ushered in Van Halen. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And see, and I love Hendrix too. So I absolutely love Hendrix. And I think Hendrix probably has more longevity, right? You even listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan, who, whom I absolutely love. You hear a lot of Hendrix influence in his playing. Or Eric Johnson, who's yeah. actually my favorite guitar player. Again, a lot of 
uh, influence from Hendrix. That's his best album too. Absolutely. Most co- cohesive, I guess, maybe a better word for it. So uh, what about, um, so I also had Black Sabbath on here. Okay. So do you think, so for heavy metal, do you think it was Black Sabbath or Led Zeppelin or both that ushered in what we call heavy metal? Dave? Uh, you're getting out of my uh, comfort waters here. I was never like the metal guy, but uh, okay. if I had to, in my mind, I guess I never really put Zeppelin in the heavy metal box personally. Sabbath, I would for sure. I I think a lot of people would point to Sabbath. Um, but again, you listen to Communication Breakdown off of Led Zeppelin 1, and that's about as heavy metal as you get. Yeah. You know, so to me, the the right answer is probably Sabbath, but I'd still lean to to Led Zeppelin One. Now let me ask you this: Better Ozzy debut album, Black Sabbath or Blizzard of Oz, where he had Randy Rose and Crazy Train? No, oh, probably Blizzard. Yeah. Which one with Randy Rose or do what? Randy Rose, Blizzard yeah, of Oz. Randy, yeah, but Randy Rose. Randy's not my favorite Ozzy guitarist, actually. I, my favorite is actually Jakey e. Lee. I was about to say my favorite is Jakey e. Lee too. <laughs> I love Jakey. Nice. E. Dave's like, why did I agree to be on this? He got two people just nerding out on guitar players. Can we go back to New Wave. <laughs> hey, I almost had Duran Duran's first album as as oh, one of my sure. favorite debut because you know we'll we'll get into this in a future um, podcast I think. But my favorite bass player of all time, absolutely John Taylor. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And we'll we'll save that. It's favorite bass players, favorite first concert, favorite drummers. Well, oh, yeah. future editions of this. This <laughs> we've got a long pandemic. So we, we've got we've got this is pandemic central. Now, what are you guys drinking? Let's take a quick pause. This is rock and roll. We're talking about here. What's everybody drinking? Drinking. Uh, oh, I've had that. That's very good. You you sent me that. That's really good. Kansas City. Dave Tank Seven, and I'm going real rock and roll here in heaven. Hmm. The Jack Daniels. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna smash the laptop after the after this is over. <laughs> you, it doesn't get more rock and roll than that. So of those of your top five, we were also supposed yeah. to think about which of those bands, which of their albums was the most overrated. Yeah. Of the five you've already mentioned. I didn't see that question. Where was that question at? My first mm-hmm. email. Yeah. It's okay. This is live TV. Stuff, it's yeah. off the cuff. I'll I'll answer that one. So my number one was my number one debut album. I do think's Appetite for Destruction. Just what it did, it, you know, for three or four years we had had kind of pop metal, and it was all over the place. And Guns N' Roses just Guns N' Roses did to that what Nirvana did to just rock and roll in general when grunge came along. And but I think the most overrated albums in the world are Use Your Illusion one and two. I think they've got some great songs. I think they've got some fantastic songs. But even if you took the best songs from both albums and cobbled it into one album, it'd still be way overrated. It's not that good. It's not that good at all. Yeah. Any comments? Anyone want to fight me on this? Come on, bring it. Let's go. (laughs) No, there's some good songs on it, but yeah, it was overhyped. I mean, it wasn't as overhyped as Chinese democracy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that took 15 years to make. Is it out? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) It is. (laughs) I don't uh, know car, someone put Cars is a great debut album. I had that as a as a uh, yeah, that was a good one. Mention also Metallica, Kill 'Em All. Yeah, Kill 'Em All is on my list too. It's not. It's by far my not my favorite Metallica. And I go 
and I don't know if I'd say it's overhyped, but I, I got sick of Metallica when the Black album came out. So I loved Metallica. And then that Black album is like, yeah. I mean, that's all you heard was Metallica. And so Dave, so I, I, I wouldn't say it's overhyped, but it, yeah. Dave, um, what's your most overrated album from the, the bands you picked for best debut? You know, I, I'm always, uh, I speak with trepidation when I talk about overrated albums because I always love, it seems like the earlier music from most bands that I've listened to, and maybe that's the same with everybody, but I mentioned, yeah. I mentioned the first album from the police it was a big yep. police fan. And when synchronicity came out and they started filling stadiums all around the planet and it just got the biggest reviews ever. I was like, really? It's not even the same band. I can't, I don't even know what they're wearing on stage, but it was like, you took the police. That was this, awesome combination of reggae and punk and everything else and you took the punk out of it and you made it this version of pop that just wasn't for me that made money <laughs> it made money no doubt so did they sure. sell out in your mind dave did they sell out because that's one of my least favorite terms in music someone makes it big they finally you know yeah. make some money because trust me everybody gets into music for two things the, the money or the chicks um <laughs> and and when you sell a lot, all of a sudden you're a sellout. Do you, do you think they sold out? I'm not going to use your word that you don't like, Bill. Well, I no, you can. They Dave. did what they felt was creatively in their best interest, and I'll say, leave it at that. You think they even knew? I mean, I, I, yeah, write, I, mean, I write stuff. I have no clue. I just, I mean, I haven't, when you're so close to it, you have no concept of whether people like it or not. You like it, but, you know. Are you selling out if you don't even really know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Eddie, Van Halen's, over time. Eddie Van Halen's always said, I have no idea what a hit is. I just play what's in my head. And, and I would well, assume for, most real musicians are like that. For me, when Van Halen started adding, adding synthesis, and, and I loved new wave music with synthesizers. When Van Halen started adding, synth, adding synthesizers, I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, bring the guitar back. You know, so to me, it wasn't so much the synthesizers because they'd been using synthesizers since um, Women and Children First, which is their third album in 1980. The problem is when they brought in the Simmons drums, the electronic drums. When the electronic <laughs> drums came on, like the 5150, which unfortunately, it does not hold up. Just it, the music is good. The songs are good, but the production is so – you can just smell the 80s. You can smell Chachi Arcola from the CD cover. It's that bad. That's funny. Jason, what about you? Most overrated in your list? Overrated uh, no, album? I didn't – I wasn't prepared for this one. Well, th think on the fly. Come on. Well, I told you. I already kind of told you. I think I, – yeah. not overrated, but I got super tired of Metallica once they got mm -hmm. super popular, so – and I'm not saying they sold out, but they, they sold a lot of albums and all I heard was Metallica. And then, then it wasn't cool to like Metallica anymore. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. So I don't, I, it's, it went overrated. It's a good album. But. It is. What about, okay, so what debut album, what band had a great debut album, but then just, wow, what happened? And this is, we did not talk about this, so no one's prepared for this topic at all, including me. Great debut album. And then just kind of like, what happened? And Dexy's Midnight Runners and Kaja Gugu do not factor into this conversation. One Hit Wonders is next week. <laughs> oh, boy. 
you could almost argue Guns N' Roses. <laughs> you could. I, I, I think that you could absolutely make that argument. Um, boy. This is the sound of people thinking, everybody. Yeah, slowly. Dave? Dave's like, don't say my still name right now. I'm still thinking. I think I think one that pops question. into my mind, yeah, one like who has a sophomore slump, I guess is probably maybe a better way to look at it. There's so many bands in the 80s. Like, I, I, the, I'll think of one that I thought their debut album actually was really, really good for hair metal. And then they just disappeared, which was Dangerous Toys. No, okay. Britney <laughs> Fox. <laughs> Sorry. I know I'm going to catch a bunch of shit for that, but I loved Britney Fox. Girl School and Long Way to Love. Great oh songs. I'm glad I wasn't taking a drink at that. Great <laughs> songs. No. Great songs. I mean, horrible, cliched 80s looks with the tight leopard print spandex tucked in the cowboy, white cowboy boots, the whole nine yards. But that first album was really pretty good. I'll take any of the whites over that. You take a, you take the white line over that. Even white line, I take white line over Britney Fox. I definitely yeah. take Cinderella over Britney Fox. Yeah, they were kind of Cinderella wannabes. They were actually, you know, what they were produced by Cinderella. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's Tom Keeper. Rich Graham has a great answer. Terrence Trent Darby. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm a wishing well. Wish you well. <laughs> Yeah, right. That and that Terrence Trent Darby. So tell me, okay, I'm gonna go back. I got some more. Boy, Jason's clicking feverishly. Feverishly, Sleaze Rock. Who? What debut album introduced Sleaze Rock? Oh, is it? Was it? Death to All But Metal by Steel Panther. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. Different kind <laughs> of Sleaze Rock. Um, I, I would go Too Fast for Love by Molly Crew. I mean that that that's a dirty dirty album in terms of just the production and it's so stripped down and and yeah i i for me it'd be too fast for love by motley Crue, 1983 if i remember yeah, yeah. good answer I'm just going to echo Bill's answer because David Schultz, do you have an answer? Yeah. You guys are, again, you're like, you're veering into your area of expertise. That I know nothing about. <laughs> Yeah, Bill can't play an instrument, but he's a musical savant in terms of stupid knowledge. <laughs> what about trivia. so you mentioned Ten from Pearl Jam? Yeah, I don't think of Ten. I always think of Nirvana because that's and I I don't even like Pearl Jam that well. I know it's blast. I, I not, mm. but I you know I think of Nevermind. Uh, it smells like Teen Spirit is when you know, the first time I heard that it's like oh wait that's different. Yeah, but they had such a, a quick arc, especially since Kurt Cobain you know killed himself and the band died, and then you have Foo Fighters. Uh, you know, coming out of that, Pearl Jam seems to have built a career in terms of influence. I, I did, I, I love that debut album, and for me, it quickly went south for them. But I know so many people who love them, so I have a lot of respect just because people I respect like them so much. I just assume they know something I don't, yeah. so I feel like I'm the dummy missing out. Um, but they do nothing for me. Yeah. Neither does the Grateful Dead, which I know. Brett, Brett Shaker. Not even the ukulele, ukulele album that he did? No. Mm -mm. <laughs> None of those jam bands do much for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't want a 20-minute version oh, of a song. I thought Dave left. I thought we offended you for a second. You disappeared. <laughs> Didn't know you were in a jam band, Dave. Are, no. you in a, are you in a jam band, Dave? You should be in a jam band. Boo. We got a boo here. 
Boo. Oh, yeah, that'd be from Brett. I know Brett loves the jam bands, the fishes of the world. And here's I, I have two very simple rules when it comes to live music. One, if you have more than one drummer, I'm not super interested. Number two, <laughs> if you're going to extend your songs by more than double, I'm also not interested. Sorry, that's just me. Brett about, is, Brett's head is exploding right now, I'm sure. That one A and one of the drummers sings. <laughs> lead <laughs> no 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 sorry if you're phil collins if you are don like, henley you should be able to drum and sing ringo did it if ringo can do it anybody can do it yeah well probably not but point is i i always looked at like the like the i'm not a we got we're having like 15 conversations at once which is good i've never been into southern rock for example because it seems like all of them have two drummers like can't one dude handle this I don't understand. Like, you know, you have, uh, you have Leonard Skinner. They always had, it seemed I always have two drummers. You had, um, Oh God, what's the other one? Doobie brothers had two. Well, Doobie brothers had two. You had the Almond brothers always had two. Um, uh, why did they have two? <laughs> 38 special always had two. 38 special. Oh, really? They did. Yes. They always had two drummers. It's like, man, that's somebody, man, you ought to cut the share maybe six ways, not seven. Just saying. There's a drummer. Somebody needs to chime in to why they all had two drummers. Because I don't it know. seems like today we've gone the opposite. You've got um, who actually have brand new music out this week that was pretty interesting. If you did yep. anybody see the new song, the new video from Twenty One Pilots? Have not. It's like they're uh, <clears throat> you know they're recording it at home in quarantine, but it's not like we do where you just upload the files to the server and share mm-hmm. them. And he's actually like mailing a thumb drive through snail mail. It's interesting, but. Uh, yeah, they've got a new song out called Level of Concern for their first new music in a while. But So you're going to these two-man bands and one-man bands from the 27-piece bands and the two drummers and the six guitar players. Yeah. All right. So let me, let me ask you, because we're going all over the place, which is fun and good. Let me ask you, any other honorable mentions for debut albums, albums that just kind of knocked you off? I'm going to throw a couple ones we haven't mentioned on here. The Doors. First time I heard the Doors' first album front to back was in was amazing to me. Um, I was a huge in in even though I was like you know Captain Van Halen even in high school loved sixties music. I always have, and so I love the Doors' first album. I had Please Please Me by the Beatles. I'm a huge Beatles fan. Um, the fact that they recorded that whole album in fourteen hours, and the last cut was John Lennon singing Twist and Shout and you know, shredding his vocals. I love that story. Um, I had the Ramones. I had, uh, and then the last one I had, it wasn't mentioned, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Texas Flood. I remember when I heard that, it was one of those moments where I just kind of sat there and like, what just happened? Um, What just happened? And I still, every time I hear that album, it just blows me away. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, here's my random list. Uh, Allison Chain's Facelift. That's a good one. That is such a great and underrated album. I, I that I almost made that. I mean, I could have done ten, yeah. you know, or twenty. Uh, Pretty Hate Machine by Nine Inch Nails. I remember the first time I heard that. Yeah, that's a great like, what one. What is this? Uh, oh, here's one. This goes back to our uh, prior conversation. Sex Pistols. One and done. Uh, yeah, they were one and done. Absolutely amazing album. And yeah. Then, Good album. Uh, I always liked the first Rush album. Really? Is that Park. Fly By Night? No, Rush. Just Rush. I just Rush. I, 
I didn't get into Rush until probably about four or five years ago. It was like more because it was near late bloomer, Bill. I am <laughs> in many ways, Dave. <laughs> uh, Slayer, Rain and Blood, Thrash Metal. That's where that came back about. Uh, the first Weezer album. Mm. Good one. Love Weezer, and they got a great new album uh, coming out. It's because you know, Rivers Cuomo, no. who's the singer for or you know main guy for Weezer, is like a huge Van Halen freak, and it's called Van Weezer. Oh, yes. their new album. Yeah. What's the uh, for extra bonus points? What's the tie from Slayer to one of the top five debut albums I mentioned? Oh. That's easy. Dude. That wouldn't. Yeah, that's easy. Go ahead, Jason. I mean, I could answer it, but why don't you go <laughs> ahead? Well, I license the deal. Yeah, yeah. The guitar player. Oh, that's right. Oh, it's a terrible <laughs> solo. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a whatsoever. Um, what about you, Dave? Uh, yeah, Nick, minor. Hold on, Jason's got a couple more. I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, I can come back. I'm no, back. it wouldn't. I got. Uh, was Dookie the first Green Day album? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was good. I don't really like Green Day much now, but that was good. Um, the Strokes, Is This It? That kind of ushered in the whole garage rock thing. Yep. Skrillex. I love wow. that. Wow. Going, going DJ. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's a whole different that, – that dubstep thing didn't exist. And then talk about burning out. Everybody's yeah. sick of it. Yeah. Um. Okay, it's all again. I, you know, I, the ones that always come to mind for me, I got to say, are the bands that I started listening to in college, the ones that were touring that have mm-hmm. had albums out. You know, like when I was when I was in college, I've got one of their T-shirts on here, Trip Shakespeare. Nobody's heard of them outside of the Midwest for the most part, but great band out of Minneapolis that had these crazy guitar solos and complex harmonies and all kinds of crazy stuff and they would come play at KU they went on a couple of the guys went on to form semi-sonic years later and they're still performing they come to time great um the samples good. out of boulder it was another quasi reggae act out of the mountains where they I had like this the samples album. a lot yeah they had this album that came out when we were in college their first their debut the blue album they called it and you couldn't get your hands on it. Like they would sell it at their shows and nobody had it in the record stores. And if you found somebody that had it, you would like scramble to find them so you could make a cassette copy of it. And um, yeah, so all those bands during college, the Connells, Judy Bats, Danny Rosen would know the Connells. They're from his neck of the woods. Yeah. But uh, those are the ones that always come to mind for me. And I was a fan of the Tragically Hip too as a nod to our friendly Canadians up north. They had some great, great music early on. Yeah, well. they did. Yeah, I thought I think I saw a samples concert somewhere familiar. Wasn't that your? Uh, yes, they uh, they played uh, right outside this office in my basement a few years back. <laughs> awesome. well, there you go. All right. Well, I think we're almost out of time. Um, this was fun. This is more fun than I thought it would be. Not that I didn't think it would be fun, but I mean, it's just fun to kind of do this and not talk okay. about the obvious. I've got one thing. I, my request. My oh, that's right. New music. I want right. To talk about something. Something new instead of that's debut. right. Sorry, new music. Yes. So the album that I found that I've been listening to all the time, and it's pretty cool because it has both Kansas ties and promo ties, is a band called Godzillionaire. Godzillionaire. Godzillionaire, and Never it's uh, Ben White. He works for Wholesale Banners in our industry. The uh, singer, if you remember wow. the band Paw, 
back in the day, mm-hmm. Mark Hennessy. And so they, this is, I don't know, their second or third album, but it's like, a, it's amazing. They did a wonderful awesome. job. If Ben's watching this, great job, Ben. Because it's great supplier awesome. in our industry over here in uh, Lenexa, Kansas. Yeah, so it's, uh, I highly recommend it. And uh, I'll put it on the playlist. I'll make a playlist of all this. If I can remember everything we talked about, I'll put it on a playlist. Yeah, so one thing we talked about doing, so we're going to make this actually a podcast. We'll post the podcast on uh, Promo Corner and then all the all the channels there, Spotify. Um, you'll share it, Jason, on, on Spotify and all that. Um, we'll, we'll get the podcast up too. And we thought we'd recommend new music and Jason's going to make a playlist. So do you have any new music you want to recommend, Dave? I do if you don't. Um. No, just the one I mentioned. I thought, yeah. I think what, uh, after having been kind of silent for a while, 21 Pilots coming out with not only a new song that has to do somewhat with this whole quarantine COVID issue, but filming it in their homes and making it look like they're exchanging, you know, thumb drives through the mail and stuff. I thought that was a pretty unique way to, to come back out with some new music. Yeah. Their last album was amazing. I love yeah. that. It's so well produced. So my new music is probably not too shocking for anybody who knows me. It's uh, Eric Johnson's new album, EJ2. Got a lot of really nice. good mix of electric and acoustic stuff. He sings on some of it, some of it's instrumental. Uh, Eric Johnson, if you love really good, just instrumental music, um, uh, for my money, the best guitarist in the world, probably another podcast, but yes, even better than Eddie Van Halen for days. Um, but Eric Johnson, EJ two can't go wrong with, can't go wrong with it. It's a great album. Cool. Brett had a comment that makes me realize we really forgot one of the best, uh, debut albums of all time. Smell the glove. It's from a little band called spinal tap. Yeah. Smell the glove or as a shark sandwich. (laughs) Intravenous de Milo. We used to, we used to play tonight. I'm going to rock you tonight. Great song. (laughs) Uh, my, my, my band in college, we, 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 we played big bottom. So yeah. 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 Three bit. The only song I know that has three lead bases on it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well guys, this was a good time. So we're going to do this every Monday at four o'clock and just talk about music. So if you have any topics you want to (laughs) us to, uh, discuss, you can email Jason at Jason at promopulse.io. You can email me at Bill at promocorner.com. You can email Dave at Dave at com- David. Is it Dave or David? David. David at common. I'm sure Skew. there's an alias set up. David at commonskew.com. So we don't know what we're going to talk about next week. So if you have any suggestions, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Your dime, your dance floor. We're going to have a someone- drum circle. I'm sorry? We're going to have a drum circle, I think. We are going to have a drum circle. Awesome. Um, guys, this was so much fun. I'm looking forward to doing the next one. Cheers to you guys. Everybody has a guitar in their possession too, close to them, right? Cheers. Cheers. I've got mine. All right, Jason's going to play something. I'm not plugged in, so. Well, I was gonna play like an opus. It's about ten minutes. <laughs> okay, kidding. Yeah, you're gonna take you're gonna take a thirty second song and turn it into fourteen. Yeah, I'm gonna do a jam band. <laughs> Sweet. I'm gonna go get six other drummers. We'll help you out. Yeah, All go. right, guys. Thanks so much. This was a good thanks, time. Guys. We'll do it next time. See you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye.